I'm Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle. And if you've been downtown in San Francisco on a clear night, you've no doubt seen the artistic light installation at the top of Salesforce Tower. But those clouds and waves and dancers we've been seeing will soon be replaced with something else. Our business reporter, Malia Russell, is going to tell us what that is and who gets to decide what's on top of San Francisco's tallest building. That's today on Fifth Emission. Malia Russell, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Every time I drive over the Bay Bridge, I think to myself, this Salesforce Tower, this has to be a driving problem, right? Because I'm mesmerized by whatever I see at the top of it. What is the top of the Salesforce Tower? Let's just start there. That's a great question. And I have the same uh, mystery every time I walk my dog. I live in Potrero Hill, which has maybe the best view of Salesforce Tower in the city. Most nights, there's a series of pre-recorded images that play on loop at Salesforce Tower. They are, let me get the order right, clouds, ocean waves, dancers, birds, and rippling water in the bay. They play in that order. They swap every uh, 10 minutes or so, and the entire sequence lasts 45 minutes. For the longest time, I thought that Mark Benioff was sitting like in a throne at the top of the tower and maybe every night like spun a wheel and it was like, oh, it's a dancer's night. But that is not the case. That's not, I'm so disappointed to hear that. <laughs> I have I had the same idea that there was somebody up there like play, DJing the top of the tower, but it's on a loop. That's unfortunate. But those images, they've been playing for uh, what a year now? About a year. The tower debuted May 2018. And they're going to change soon. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, what is it going to be on the top of the Salesforce Tower? So. The Warriors game. <laughs> not quite. No. Okay. Too bad. Um, but it has long been artist Jim Campbell's vision to have the tower top be kind of a diary of life in San Francisco. And we see his vision coming to fruition later uh, this summer. Jim Campbell, artist behind the tower top, has planted cameras around San Francisco that are recording video of life as it's happening around them. And each day he will edit a clip about 10 to 15 minutes from each of these cameras and applies filters to them so that the imagery is blurry, not unlike what you see with the silhouetted dancers on the tower now. And those images will start to play in a loop, but they change every day as the cameras capture new video. Um, There are, I think, three cameras ready to go uh, this fall. They are at the top of the cliff house overlooking uh, the Pacific Ocean, at the top of the Exploratorium uh, watching the bay, and one camera at the base of Salesforce Tower looking at the plaza, kind of that public area where people are milling about. How long do these cameras record? I don't know the answer to that. They're just looking for the perfect clip. So Jim Campbell looks for clips that have a lot of movement and, and chaos. And actually, he plans to outsource the work eventually to software. A machine learning algorithm will watch the day's worth of clip and pick out the most interesting five minutes. That's a very San Francisco thing. I would just like to say to the artist, if he's looking for chaos, we would suggest 
the newsroom at Fifth and Mission. That would be a good place maybe for the next installation. <laughs> he could just drop like a bag of donuts. And- <laughs> <laughs> that would be an excellent way to create some a frenzy of activity in the newsroom. So uh, so who gets to ultimately decide this? Is it just entirely the work of the artist? Yeah, Mark Benioff is not the boss of Salesforce Tower. It is certainly Jim Campbell. Uh, the building's developer, Boston Properties, uh, had a kind of a competition in 2012 to select an artist uh, that would design the tower's top. There's a planning code in San Francisco that says for new buildings downtown, they have to have a public art component that is equal to 1% of the construction costs. So they got a proposal from uh, artist Jim Campbell. He lives in San Francisco, lives actually in my neighborhood of Potrero Hill, and uh, has worked for many years in electronic arts around uh, themes of kind of ambiance and surveillance. He had a proposal uh, to mix in these pre-recorded moving images that we see already, as well as the uh, kind of live footage from the cameras. And Boston Properties was so impressed with his proposal, they committed $4.5 million for the installation. Now, Jim has complete control over what gets played, which seems crazy that it would be uh, one one man who controls the most visible beacon in San Francisco. Boston Properties, the developer, has right of refusal in his contract. So if he pitches something that is um, offensive, political, explicit, uh, they will pull the plug. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. When I when I read your story and I read that there were going to be images of San Francisco and people in San Francisco, I had two thoughts. The first was that it sounded a little bit like the JR photo exhibit that's at SF MoMA now called The Chronicles of San Francisco, where he's taken all of these black and white images of people in San Francisco. And there's like a really cool installation at SF MoMA right now. So I wonder if that's like a theme, like we really like looking at ourselves in our city. We're very proud of our city. We want to put it in, in every piece of artwork. And my second thought was, oh my gosh, am I going to see myself at the top of Salesforce <laughs> Tower? Is that going to be cool or not cool? Are, are you going to be able to recognize people? Jim assures me you will not recognize yourself on the top of Salesforce Tower. Uh, The footage is captured at such a low resolution that you see color and, as he puts it, the beginnings of shape, but you will not make out, you know, oh, that is Malia 5'4", dog, girl walking her dog (laughs) on on the top of the tower. Um, You know, I I talked to... uh, a privacy researcher, Ashkan Sultani, who says there are still some privacy implications that, um, you know, if you were to make out skin color or relative size of the individual, that that would be problematic. Um, but yes, Jim says way too vague to make out a face. Well, I mean, maybe the idea is supposed to be it's all of us. Like if, if you could recognize one person, there's a universality in not being able to recognize anyone, but recognize the Cliff House and Salesforce Tower and the Exploratorium in the Bay. Audrey, you're Am I getting yourself to be deep? so cultured. I'm getting too deep on this. All right. At the risk of being too deep, let's talk about the best thing that's ever been at the Salesforce Tower. What do you think I'm going to say? The Eye of Sauron. For sure, the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> That was the best thing. So was that allowed by Boston Properties? That was just a one-off being kooky? Are we going to see other kooky things? Yes. Well, maybe, maybe first of all, explain what the Eye of Sauron is oh, sure. for anybody so, who's not cool and listening to this podcast. The Eye of Sauron is the 
fantasy antagonist from J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. It's just a glowing eye on top of a mountain, basically. Yes, yes. And uh, in the weeks before Halloween, a petition on Change.org started making the rounds in San Francisco saying, please turn Salesforce Tower into the Eye of Sauron on Halloween night. And in the background, you have Jim Campbell, who's played with fire imagery in previous works and uh, went so far as to use fire imagery in renderings, early renderings of Salesforce Tower and thought they were really fun. But uh, he and Boston Properties agreed that it would not necessarily be a good idea to have Salesforce Tower look like it was on fire. No, for a city that's burned down several times since it was founded, we do not like joking about fire. (laughs) Yes. So... Jim in the back of his head thinks there's a time and a place for fire at the top of Salesforce Tower. And the change.org petition, which had something like 11,000 signatures, um, gave him that opportunity. So, yeah, um, Boston Properties was for it. Uh, Funny enough, Mark Benioff had mixed feelings about Eye of Sauron. He proposed that we put a a bat kid signal at the top of the tower mm. instead. Um, but Eye of Sauron won out, came ablaze on October 31st, 2018. And Jim and his manager tell me that it was not footage taken from the movies. They certainly wanted to avoid a lawsuit. So uh, he digitally created the Eye of Sauron, and the fire you saw on the tower was actually. He filmed a piece of plywood that he burned in his backyard about 30 years ago and and says all of his neighbors called the fire department on him. <laughs> Excellent. So when are we going to see the new images pop up on the top of the tower? Uh, the new images should pop up early fall. OK, great. Hopefully. All right. Well, we will. that will be a good time of year. It'll be less foggy. So hopefully the first day we'll all be able to see it. There you go. I will report back from Potrero. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to Malia Russell for joining us today. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing the episode. And thanks to all of you who joined us. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.